0: You only get into it, out the game what you put into it, Shelley. Mm-hmm. And I put everything into it I could and still do for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you yeah. regret that at all? Oh, yeah, I regret, oh, I regret it very much. Yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that.
1: Me, don't you, blame me. you are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Welcome to you, the listener. Today is time for the Friday Football Show. My name is Dan Reed. It's the Friday the 20... 20- it's the Friday. It's Friday the 20... 20- it's Friday the Friday. People don't say that, do they? No, it's not. It's Friday the 22nd of October. This podcast... Much like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> Hi, boys. You okay? Hi, Ryan. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a messy intro, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. We, you know, we're still here, though. We just keep recording. Yeah, keep well. recording. It hasn't stopped us. Now, why would we start? making it good now
0: because you won't let us <laughs>
1: I've, got all, I've got all i've got buttons. all the stuff? i've got all the buttons <laughs> what i could do is just do it again later no one would notice but i'm not going to
0: oh, because
1: th- because this show is real it's real <laughs> it's, about, it's about real men talking about real things
2: not often we get described as real men
1: we are real men F- full-blooded real men yeah, you should have seen
0: us at Carlisle on Saturday. We talk about our feelings,
1: just getting fully all in cappuccinos. All. Oh, and
0: yeah, I had a pint of Foster's and a Scotch pie for oh, five pound fifty. Get in, Oh, that's nice. Oh, it was disgusting. The the pie was nice. I don't know what was in it, but the pie was nice. Yeah, the pint was terrible.
1: The, the pie came on a napkin. Yeah, that was which I've never seen before. A bit Different. Of a napkin coal. Yeah, that's the one. Napkin coal Stockton. Um, yeah. <laughs> See what type of show this is going to be Right lads, as as is the usual custom We'll kick off with something that we've liked Something that we haven't liked from the week Ryan, I'm going to come to you first mate you forgot what it was that you'd thought of, so hopefully you've remembered no, it by I now. I do remember it You remember, I okay.
2: disgusted with what I didn't like. I'm going to start there. You're going to start with the thing you didn't like? Yeah, and then end on a nice little positive and nice. hope you two both do the same. Can we um, get a positive ball in? Positive <laughs> ball <in. laughs> Well, I didn't like. Are you
1: really expecting me to go with a positive? I'm going to be curmudgeonly all the way through this.
0: Curmudgeonly?
2: Wow. Well, who had that? Who I had know. that in the sweep? There Dan you Dan go. Me? There you go. A Danny Reed drinking. Go game. on, mate. Go on, on, take a shot, everybody. Said the word no one knows. <laughs> um <laughs> 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 what i didn't like is i don't know if this has been over egged in how it's being reported but arsenal signed a four-year-old <laughs> that's the story made. <laughs> looking at me blankly and you should be what? they've signed a four-year-old uh, just uh, before we chime in is, is that legal um, my, my child
0: just turned four is yeah. this is it's this legal. like is, is, uh, that, is that can i have the business card Does please
2: he, can i t- just show you my screen would he ever get a photo like that with per me to soccer? They've signed a four-year-old. Um, is so, that, isn't that that Matteo Guendouzi? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, trying to get back in the club. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, going to sneak back in as a four-year-old. Um, the article starts with age is no barrier. and Clearly not. Um, they've made history this week by signing the youngest player for... And when you say sign, I don't know if he's got a contract, but apparently they have something called a pre-academy, which stinks of, we'll just sign anyone of any age and call it a pre-academy.
0: Sorry, Um, I just read the first quote. It's from his dad. He goes, I remember the day he
2: was born. (laughs) I know, mate. It was half an hour ago. It gets better. The nurse put him on his front and he lifted his head up to look around. Even she was surprised. He's always been strong from a young age. (laughs) (laughs) what a talented kid so yeah Zane Zane's playing for Arsenal Um, well done Zane apparently he was playing with kids twice his age and, and standing out so what, eight-year-olds? When, when, no. when was this? When he was three? Not yeah, having must this. Have been. Must, He's only been able to yeah. walk for about a year. So, he, this. know what's weird about this, though? It says... There's more. It gets weirder. Weird. It gets weirder. But he must have been playing in an age group, an older age group, or I hope he was, because his talent didn't escape the eyes of Arsenal's talent spotter, Stephen Dean's. So, if he wasn't Someone playing, really
1: needs to check what Stephen Deans is so up to at So if he wasn't weekend. playing
2: with people twice his age, they are really sending scouts to four-year-olds' matches. So. The four-year-olds' playing matches?
0: Yeah. I don't know. No. Mine's not really interested <laughs> to be no, honest. I'm so, not even sure I was playing 14 at four.
2: There we go. Look it up. I'm sure we'll be seeing his name. Um, in 20 years' I'm sure years we'll time. be interviewing him when he's about 21 and he's no longer in the game. And <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal ruined <laughs> him.
1: <laughs> We're trying to pick up the pieces. Even Even if that is true... That's in 17 years' time. Yeah. I'll be 45.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing to take away from this. That's terrifying, isn't it? (laughs) Um, What did you like, Ryan? Um,
2: What I liked this week was Chelsea played Malmo. They did. And you're aware of the centre-half, Pontus Janssen. I am. He he went in the away end. Oh, did Uh, he? As a fan, he's a massive Malmo fan. And apparently he went two years ago. They played, I think they played, might have been Chelsea or someone, two years ago. And he was front of the, you know, like the kind of the ultras doing all the songs. Oh, and he's yeah. returned. And this time he returned with Christoph Ayer, who plays for Brentford as well. Because oh, nice. he's also, I don't know if he's a fan actually, because he's Norwegian, isn't he? Uh, Danish, isn't he? I think he's Norwegian. But he's anyway, Norwegian. He, he attended. And um, apparently the Athletic got a hold that he might be at the game. And within a couple of hours, hunted him down and tracked him down. And he was
0: He's there. not that hard
1: to track down. He's massive. Yeah.
0: You're never too far away from an athletic reporter, right? Well, are that
1: bad. is that is true. He was probably you know. one in the away end. Yeah, they tried. I think
2: they tried to get tickets and to watch the game with him. So yeah, I thought that was nice. He, he was it apparently is. offered tickets in the box, turned them down. Yeah, wanted to be with his brethren. And um, I just like that when when players going away and there's something about it that's kind of cool. I remember Stephen Mooney doing it for or Mooney, I don't know how you say it for Huddersfield a few years back. Uh, Mooney, yeah, oh
0: yeah, Michael Carrick, Michael 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 Carrick's done it. Yeah, yeah. he's done it a few times.
2: Uh, he'd be bored no Carrick. He wouldn't be getting not going in. No, but imagine, imagine he takes
0: his kid, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, but imagine
0: when he does that, I think he takes his kid.
1: Do you reckon Michael Carrick's trying to get in and Scott Parker keeps trying to get (laughs) in instead of him? And in the end, mm. Carrick goes Parker. If you want it that much, you can just go in, mate. It's fine. Mm.
0: The unbeaten Scott Parker. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, and what did you like? What didn't you like? Are you going to start with a negative and go to a positive, or are you going to flip-reverse it? Uh,
0: no, I'll follow the same suit. Go yeah. on. My, uh, my dislike. Go on, mate. Um, I don't know if you saw the the Aston Villa Wolves game. Uh, I
1: saw the highlights on match yeah. of the other day. Um,
0: Adama Traore uh, made... One of the best runs I've ever seen, and mm-hmm. when he does these runs, you're like every
1: him. single player on the Villa team oh. tried to push him over. It's
0: amazing, <laughs> isn't it? And it I mean, was you know, like he's, he's oiled up his knees, like yeah. an absolute god. And Emmy Martinez is an absolute enemy of football. So Say, tried now.
1: to stop it. Disgusting, didn't you feel like? Do you remember? Absolutely um, Does horrible. do people in other parts of the country have the wacky warehouse?
2: I don't know. Is Poss- that a, a
1: weirose thing?
2: No, I think it's a thing.
1: Okay, so people of other parts of the country. People in other port areas. Um, If you've got a wacky warehouse, this uh, reference will make sense to you.
0: It's just a slide, though, isn't it, really? No, is but,
1: you're well, say? no, 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 well, what I'm thinking is, when you went in the wacky warehouse, there was always a point when you realised, oh, I'm too big for the wacky warehouse now. Mm. And that normally came when you'd, like, just chinned a bottle of Cherry Aids. And just piled through the wacky warehouse and like smashed every other kid out the way into the ball pool. That was like a drama trinity. Mm. Just with yeah. just Aston Villa
0: That's footballers amazing. bouncing off him. And then Emmy Martinez, ripping it. yeah, he did. On a high, no one's going to see that. Wasn't again. a
1: particularly good finish at the end of it. No, but just come kicked on. it basically at him. It was on target.
0: Let it in for the good of the game. Yeah, let it in. I agree. Like, uh, let Rod it in. Like
1: Rod Fanny. Rod Fanny did at that time, didn't he? Stopped it on the line. Oh yeah. Who was it who made that run?
0: Uh, I can't remember now, but... Was it
1: like Val Moiner or someone like that? It was in the French League, anyway. Can't
0: mention him, can we? You told me I'm not allowed.
1: No. Well, opening criminal investigations are not exactly good content.
0: <clears throat> no... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently not, no. And on a lighter note, my favourite part of the weekend was Ooh, uh was Motson and, and Barry Davis just sitting together Oh, the That match. was nice. That was lovely that.
1: An absolutely legendary commentator oh. and John Motson. Oh damn. <laughs> Come on.
2: Come on. Motson. Oh, Motson's class.
1: Yeah, he's not Barry Davis though. He's no Barry Davis.
0: <sighs> no, nah, but Davis is above, but Motson's good. He's done a good 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 service there.
1: Yeah, I mean the 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 interesting thing with it is like that you have Motson. And you've got Barry Davis, mm. and then like, but you know, we have to pay seventy-five pound a month to watch Sky, and we get saved up Martin Tyler on a weekly basis.
0: Again, I like Tyler. I'm okay with him. No, he's, he's terrible. Okay,
1: he's absolutely
0: terrible. Oh, he might just be coming towards the end of his career. I'm all right with it.
1: It doesn't seem to be slowing down. He's to get more <laughs> games and being worse. it
0: but anyway, <laughs> imagine you know just ah. Oh, Baz, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, just gonna go to the game, watch Liverpool, bank Watford. They didn't go in the away end, though, did they? No, they, would, they were sat in nice seat. Shit, houses, <laughs> <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit fans, <laughs> shit, fans. Imagine Moxon hey, in the away end, giving it
1: large. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want the two things that I enjoyed, didn't enjoy from the week? I'm gonna give them to you anyway, because I always ask that, and one of you goes, no. <laughs> uh, but I'm just gonna give them to you. Um, the thing that I enjoyed <laughs> was a lovely away trip on Tuesday night with Ryan oh. up to Harrogate Town.
0: Just mentioning that time you've spent with each other without me. But suddenly, suddenly appear Why are we singing this? Every time.
1: Why is this a thing? You I Ryan. Hiya. We had a lovely <laughs> three hour drive or so. Two and a half, three hours up to Yeah. We leisurely, wasn't it? Leisurely. We pulled over, had a cappuccino. We went to a drive through Costa we didn't even need to go to. Oh, we wow. went went and then we walked past an empty Costa because when we went to um, Scunthorpe earlier in the season, we went to that Costa, uh, similar parts of the country, of course. Mm. And uh, we thought, we'll rekindle the old memories. And, uh, and I was doing an excellent bit of comedy to Ryan about, wouldn't it be funny if I ordered everything that was out of out of stock on the menu? Mm-hmm. And every time they said, no, sorry, we haven't got that, I ordered the next thing that was out of stock. I thought that would be really funny. <laughs> um, probably the person in Costa probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as we, we did.
2: We also dined al fresco. We did. In the middle of Yorkshire. Um, yeah, cold night. Tal- it, wasn't, it
1: was quite warm, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah, true. Weirdly enough, we had a lovely uh, sort of... Ryan had fish and chips. Mm-hmm. I had a sausage and chips. We nice. both partook in some curry sauce.
0: Any Yorkshire tea?
1: No Yorkshire tea.
0: Taylors of Harrogate? It was no two. Tea. It was
1: two. Someone did get called a tea bag nonce
0: <laughs> during the
1: game. <laughs> That happened. Um, (laughs) One thing that also happened, which was very amusing, was it was one of those away days, and Ryan put it really well, that it doesn't get the best out of Trammy fans. It brings the worst out of us. It was really hard to create in the atmosphere because the noise didn't carry at all. There wasn't any... And we were in that. There was a bit behind the goal and a little bit on the side. So every time one side started the chance, it would... By the time the other side had started, they were about half a second behind and it just wasn't really working. But... What it then lent itself to was because was very close to the pitch. Because it's obviously a, like a non-league ground, Very, very close. And um, so there was a lot of rogue shouts at the players. People thinking, this is me moment to shine, to really kind of put a bit of comedy in there.
0: And you've called them a teabag nonsense No, well, it wasn't me. It was somebody <laughs> like.
1: But somebody, the the goalkeeper for Harrogate, had a pair of pink gloves on. Yeah. And uh, the the guy in front of us went, your pink gloves are shit and he obviously forgot that our goalkeeper was wearing a full pink kit <laughs> which I pointed out to him
2: got a chuckle got I? a chuckle from yeah. people around us uh, we're talking socks shorts yeah top fully pink fully pink and this, he had like a fleck of
0: pink he had, had a fleck of pink in his gloves
1: <laughs> our keeper had come as a marshmallow <laughs> and he was giving him shit so that was that was the thing I enjoyed what uh, was the thing
0: you didn't like then
1: it was from the same evening oh no <laughs> and Ryan knows what it is because I spent most of the second half going on about it Um so at halftime, we went up to the concession stand to get a, a drink, a little bit thirsty mm. from uh, calling people tea bag nonsense and stuff. You know, but we need to sort of wet the palate. Mm. And uh, we were in the queue for the concession stand. Ryan said, what is, do you? I'll get it, mate. What do you want? I was like, oh, I'll just have a bottle of water. Two bottles of water, please, Ryan. Ryan ordered politely. We got given two bottles of water. Four pound for the two bottles of water. Yeah. Steep. Uh, that doesn't include the lid took t- the lids oh, off right, our bottles okay. of water. <laughs> um, I said, if we pay another pound? Can we keep the lids?" And the the person serving us said, uh, "No, sorry, it's it's got nothing to do with us. We just get told by security we have to take take the lids off, and if we don't, they just give us grief." And I said, "All right, is this so we don't throw them?" And she, and, the, and and she was like, "Well, it, if you go to most major grounds, it's pretty standard." I said, "It isn't at our ground, and there's like three times as many people there." And she was like, "Well, I don't make the rules." I was like, well, "This is ridiculous, isn't it?" <laughs> and then later on, when we were, we just, then that, you, then that you, just, poor woman, then you have to neck your drink, just can't sip it, no enjoyment. Ryan put his drink down <laughs> at one point, <laughs> and immediately we kicked it over by accident.
0: Yeah, we we, got, we and kicked it, it over. On.
2: Yeah, uh, just got knocked over, and I was like. Point proven? I kind of... Ridiculous. with the woman. Yeah, so sure do I, because she's had Danny. The bit Come that got me, to though, the bit that got me was when she said, all major grounds. Yeah. Now, if you've ever seen how Ground, yeah. I don't know how yeah. major it is. Exactly. It was a I, new one to take off the list.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt like you can give me a scolding hot pie, I could just frisbee that at someone, but I'm not allowed a nice cold bottle of water with me yeah, y- lid on you it.
2: You can actually still throw... A bottle of water as well. No well, alarm, I, but.
1: this is the same point I made earlier in the season. where olden when they pour the can into a plastic cup. I was like, do you really think I can fling it that far? Like, seriously, like, why would if I had that power, why would I be here watching this?
0: Like, it's a superpower. <laughs> Me, if you can throw a bottle of
1: water, I can fling a
0: bottle far. It would
1: literally be like, like 300 meters, you'd be have to throw it to be able to get it near
0: anyone. We were missions away from anyone to the goalie. No, not the goalie. Get hit the goalie easy. Not, I'm not. I'm saying you need to do this, but you could. Yeah.
1: I was allowed me phone. I bet you me phone hit him on the back of the head with it more. Do
0: you remember when Rooney got a phone thrown?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be Newcastle manager Wayne Rooney. He's doing his best. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Speaking of Newcastle, yeah. speaking of Newcastle, and you wanted to talk about uh, Steve Bruce. He's been sacked by Newcastle this week. To everyone's shock.
0: Yeah. Well, The
1: owners have come in, they've just, they've 300 million, they thought, we're going to have to make some savings somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly, We'll spend 8 million to get rid of someone who, you know, he wasn't performing very well. That's fair enough, I think everyone knows that. But what I, I didn't like, and I think it's been spoken about quite a lot, is that there's no need to get really personal with him. And I mean, I know, I know yeah. it's been discussed that he didn't take on board the criticisms of his tactics yeah. and stuff like that very well, and I don't think anyone does, but then I don't really see anyone asking any of the, you know, like, Higher profile managers, or well, why have you played him here and why have you played him there? And you don't see loads of it, do you? Like proper questioning.
1: I feel like with Bruce, I feel I just like thought
0: it was really mean. To be honest, he's a good lad, and then you saw the outpour. He's a good football man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you saw the outpour of like you know support for him. Well, actually, he's been used, and you know you can say he could have agreed to this or not, and he could have obviously said no, I don't want the job. But isn't he, I'm pretty sure he's from that neck of the world. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. A he's a Newcastle fan. fan. Like, why wouldn't he want to take it? Mike Ashley's done an absolute number here. He's managed to get Bruce in, keep them up, sell it to a, a you know a, a massively rich rich consortium. Country, or, um, yeah, country, yeah, um, and just use him as a as a puppet, really, just as, well, a, as a front, just to to take all the heat off him. Oh yeah, and he, uh, was, and he was al- he was he was a lightning rod for it. And, the, the, and fair enough, do you know what he deserves his eight million quid because some of the shit he's put up with there. He, I think he turned around and said, "I'm glad my mum and dad aren't around." To have seen all the abuse that I got. Yeah, he was I mean that's just ridiculous, He was. Isn't it? I
1: mean I think I think there's there's kind of two two parts of it. I think as you rightly said at the beginning, he hasn't done a very good job. And I think
0: But he's not done that badly. No, I don't think he's the... I don't think
1: he's done terrible, but I think one of the biggest things I think you have to kind of separate with it is is the is the like I think there is there is one element of it which I agree with. He hasn't done that bad. And I think, and I said in our WhatsApp group, I think the levels to which Newcastle have been bad. Has been well overplayed, like well, like they've been not great, but they've basically been middle of the Premier League for about four years now, and there are lots of clubs in the country who beg to be middle of the Premier League, and not everyone can be good, and there are there are like seven or eight clubs that are bigger than them in the league, so they probably should be middle of the Premier League. So there's that element of it. The other side of it is you referenced our mate Matty the other week, who's a Newcastle fan. And I remember watching a Newcastle game when he been in and texting Matty. Because we give him the grief about Bruce because yeah. he's always like, oh, he's us. And I remember messaging him being like, oh, I'm watching this game and I can see what you mean. It was miserable watching Newcastle. It was uh, I've, they I've, were dying. I've tweeted many a time. Totally I, I don't know
0: how they plan on scoring yeah. goals. And
1: I think you'd rather be, like like I was thinking about it with Tram, yeah, we obviously got relegated to the National League. The level that we would probably think is one or even two levels below our, our, our level that we should be playing at. And it was an absolute nightmare. But it was like, once we'd kind of got down there, there was then something to aim for and there was something exciting. There was a bit of life yeah. about the club. I think with Bruce there, it was like, with Steve Bruce in charge, there is only ever so much you can achieve. The best that you can do is stay up and sit lower mid-table. That's about I it. Think that, you can never even dream of doing something better.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's, the term, it's a results business, is, is limited. Because as you say, if he's plays an attractive style he speaks better about the club maybe even looks cooler i know it sounds stupid but if you add all those things up you end up just being like i'm so sick of this fella and you want borrow time and he did well in a sense of if you look at the team man for man they're not a great squad i mean
0: like behind the scenes like that like newcastle fans have said oh you know, even the training grounds not sorted. There's pictures of him in like a swimming pool, like a blow-up uh, swimming pool, yeah, isn't no, paddling pool, and you're like, "There's well, <laughs> only you're right. There's only so much results can do until you go. This club's going nowhere. I think. Yeah. And I think of, it's more of a club thing, Marvin and Bruce. But Bruce has bared the brunt of it. For but I think, ages. I think the thing with, the
2: owner as well.
1: Yeah. I think the thing with Bruce is is that he's largely performed at Newcastle more or less how he does pretty much everywhere, yeah. um, and he has this great ability, Bruce, of managing up that he, he, he's managed lots of clubs with really difficult owners. And he's the type of guy who's just very good at managing their ego and sticking in and having a relationship with them. And what that sometimes has is a detrimental impact on the relationship with the fans. Rafa Benitez was basically the like the absolute opposite. He mm. just went full-out rogue on Ashley. And whilst the results sort of compared one between one another the ones from um Bruce and Benitez aren't that different I think if you're a Newcastle fan and going with someone like Rafa Benitez in charge it even with Ashley at the helm there is a chance we could get top six top seven Mm. do you know what I mean there's a chance that we might go for a go and win an FA Cup or something yeah but on the Bruce you're like we can only ever come 14th and whilst as I say I think it's overplayed how you know hard that is as a fan to endure. i do think there is something to be said for the fact that it's just like what's the point do you remember i was saying the other week about what is the point of this like why do we even bother i'd rather we were a bit more crap and it was at least fun than being just bang average yeah but they're now in a situation where they're dire and crap
0: yeah i mean everyone kind of knew he was gonna get sacked didn't he and yeah Yeah, uh, he was dead man walking then, then you know steve uh, was it Danny Murphy who talked about last week and he's going on about oh, who else are you going to get rather than Steve Roof and you said look I, I can kind of understand what you mean Yeah, yeah. you lose that, that game on, on Sunday which is a really difficult game because it's a bit odd and we're going to talk about it in a minute but like you can't keep losing games no. and if they've got the ability to go and find someone better now some of the names on there I'm not sure whether you'd get Fonseca
1: yeah. is the is the man in the running, isn't he?
0: Yeah, Fonseca seems like a bit of a mystery to me because he's in, linked with every yeah, Premier yeah. League job and he's never come. No. here. <laughs> You're just like, who is he? Does I, he exist?
1: You, well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I've been led to believe he's managed Roma and Shakhtar than yet. <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, I couldn't confirm it. One couldn't confirm nor deny.
2: I think the new owners did quite well, or the the people fronting it up, to, to give him one game, let him lose it and then sack him. Just remove all. Wasn't that. that
1: just to get his thousandth game?
2: Because it would have been really mean yeah, to have left but, him on and uh, Just doing 99. that, you kind of go. Oh, nothing strange. He would just been walloped again. Yeah, he's over. saying
0: he's yeah. saying he's not going. He probably might not manage again. Which I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think he has to. To be honest, I mean, he's, he's got a nice payoff there. Going going the pundit room. Going 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 to TV box. Because he'd be probably quite nice to listen to. He could
1: bring home the bacon, couldn't he? He
0: Could. He'd probably be all right to listen to. He's not like he's
1: got know. no knowledge. I don't, I don't know. think he'd
0: want to. But
1: I don't know. He's he's. I mean, yeah, he'd, the he'd, be better
0: he'd be better than some of them in there
1: well it's not hard is it I think the thing with Bruce is as well he's a bit of a throwback isn't he so I think there was a really nice message from um, Alan St Maximan wasn't there on Twitter yeah. um, about his time on the Bruce and you, you kind of felt like that he even Alan St Maximan he said something nice about Bruce and there were still Newcastle fans going mad about it, it like in his I replies and you were like Alonso has just said something really nice about him. Can't you just leave him alone for like five minutes? Like that's why I think you have to separate. Like I think there's two ways of looking at it. Like yes, he didn't do a particularly good job, and even without all the Mike Ashley stuff, they probably still would have, wouldn't have wanted him there. They didn't want him from the from the start either. But then, just because someone's not very good at being a manager, doesn't mean you have to be horrible to him all the time. It's you not, It's not. You know. It's like you don't want him to be the manager. That's fine. But like you have to be. Like nasty. It doesn't need to be pure nasty, too. It's not
0: that he's not good at being a manager, because he is. Like he's done, he's done pretty well at, at other places, you know. A couple of he's not okay. okay. He's been an okay. But for manager. that level right now, in that situation, then it's not. It's not right, is it? No. And he didn't get any support. No. I mean, it was like, oh, we'll sign you in a striker. Oh, we're going to sign Callum Wilson. Great, he scores goals, but he's only here for fifteen games a season. Oh yeah, he injured he's injured. Or, and like, I'm... So he's not getting anywhere near enough. And I know that that squad probably is. Capable of playing better than what it is.
1: They've made you know, some, they've made some weird signings as well. Like when they've had money to spend, spending forty million of it on, on Joe Wellington. Well, that is a really, it's because of that. owner the the, really? the Sam Maximan signing it was a bit of a gamble as well. It's actually worked out pretty mm. well. The Callum Wilson one again, it's a gamble because of his injury record, but it's gone exactly the way you would have thought. Ryan Fraser hasn't worked out, which I called right from the outset. You were in the you you saw me call it out. I did. I think I did live, and yeah. I got. I said I'd rather have Matt Ritchie playing for me every week than Ryan Fraser. <laughs> <coughs> got laughter, absolutely that. Sorry, Ryan, go on, mate.
2: I was just coughing. Sorry, oh, no, well, I was okay. going to say how was he? How was he never capped by England? But that's a different story.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that is
1: mad. Um, speaking of Newcastle, there was a bit of a, a, a bit of an incident in the Newcastle no, Tottenham yeah. game, and you wanted to talk about that and a bit of a. I mean, it was all to be honest. I didn't watch the match. Um, I was in Chester watching a, a Greek play, yeah. um, which I've told both of you about.
0: Yeah. You said it was terrible as well. Was your then thinking about it?
1: Wasn't good. I was, trying to, <laughs> I was telling Ryan about it, and every time I added another bit of detail, he, in the end he went, oh, hell, mate, I was humoring you for a while. It sounds absolutely <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so I didn't watch it, but go on. Do you want to kind of talk us through it? I think most people will be aware of it. Like, but
0: Yeah, I mean, and obviously the fan <laughs> had a cardiac arrest in the stand, and then obviously it's, been alerted to by the players. Yeah, Which I the Tottenham was, players. Yeah, the Tottenham players, which I thought was... It was just a really... It was a kind of a really strange situation because obviously they've gone, oh, there's a there's a there's a guy there needs help and, and they've had, you know, someone come from the Gallagher tent, a doctor. It was a doctor, wasn't it? To yeah. come all the way. And, and basically he's just seen something's going on and gone, right, I'll go over and help. I think the guy who was sitting next to him, I believe, I don't know whether this is true, We believe he was a Spurs fan anyway, sitting next to him. Was, Do you
1: reckon he was like, stop having a heart attack mate, they're going to find out I'm in the wrong end. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he started obviously CPR and then someone else, the doctors took over and then it was just, but mainly my point on it was the way it was presented was completely different to, to that of in the summer where it was just a mm. massive shock and I know it was two different things. It was a player at that yeah. time and now it's a fan. But it presented a, a, a really important conversation again only a couple of years after with Dava Jenner in the studio. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which Wasn't that really, wasn't that fortuitous? So, yeah. It, it, you so, know, it's a strange way to use for yeah. someone having a heart attack, but well, that he happened to be, he yeah. doesn't normally do the punditry, does he? it? It no. just happens he's played for both teams. So he was he was there.
0: So, I mean, Dava Jenner spoke on it so well and so clear. And, and he's gorgeous as well. Well, is that too, and Kieran Dyer was in there, well, I believe. Not so gorgeous. It, uh, well, but he was talking from a coach's point of view about yeah. how, how it works and, and what. Is he a coach now, Kieran Dyer? Uh, yeah, I, b- I believe so. Yeah, he was definitely talking yeah. about like the, uh-huh. the coaching. Um, We're at it. Ipswich. Uh, I'm not too sure, but he was definitely talking about like the courses oh, and stuff and nice. what you have to do and and all that. And it was just a a completely different feeling from that yeah. of, the, of of the summer. And yeah, given just, how
1: horrific an incident that was, I think yeah, it was.
0: Uh, but I mean, uh, you know, for the players there as well. I think Koiberg was playing as well. And, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He'd seen something like that again that's happening and it was a really strange atmosphere afterwards when he came back on for seven minutes but like when they were in the studio what was really quite like heartwarming it's like big round of applause when they all knew he was going away and you could kind of yeah. see him being taken away and stuff and it was just, it was just i, mean, just, I mean, it just raised a really important topic of cpr again yeah which i watched the video the original one of um uh Carragher and David Jones, and he got the, the guy in who, who does the CPR, and he have got the, the little test dummy. In front oh, of yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> There's a funny bit where you tell Carragher to, to start doing the chest compressions, but he kind of don't say how long to do it for. And the guy just keeps going, No, you've got to keep doing it until the ambulance gets here. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely knackered. Dude. And then David Jones is like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that.
1: I'm
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, um, it was just the information on it, and obviously, like raising it again. Is really important.
1: It's a uh, Justin Edinburgh's son, isn't it? Who's raising quite a lot of awareness to yeah. get the fibs into all like junior clubs and stuff. We talking about that on Tuesday, weren't we? Actually, yeah. on our lovely drive. Yeah. Um, I think as well, what's what's interesting about it is one of the things I always find very impressive in those moments. I think you kind of, you know, someone like David Jones, for example, uh, or Simon Thomas does a lot of, a lot of that as well. Mm. Is in those moments when the matches get stopped, and like so for the, people, the presenters, I know the, I know, this isn't the big takeaway, but it's just something I always think about is, is that they're basically not working at that moment. Yeah. And then they have to go switch straight back on into and presenting a TV show to millions of people like instantly. And they basically have to fill. Like, the, like people have come to watch a football match and now there isn't a football match. There's just a few fellas sat in a room in suits and now they've got to go, we've got to fill this. Yeah. And it's also really awkward because someone is getting life-saving treatment behind us yeah and i think they handled it really well i watched some of the footage afterwards and i, I you know it's sometimes it happens in sort of less dramatic circumstances i remember england had a game against poland that got rain called not. off for of the rain yeah. and they filled i think it might have been adrian childs who was doing it and they filled yeah. for about 25 minutes it yeah. was for it's so it is and that must be so pressurized to do yeah. that because you just think you just want to go listen the match has stopped all go and make a cup of tea and we'll yeah. be back in a minute. Yeah. But then they can't do that. Yeah. They've gotta keep going. Yeah. And I think that's really impressive to do on the on the on the hook.
0: On that they did it in Miami as well against Honduras, because there was like lightning strikes. Yes, So they, they did. were all in yeah, the tunnel yeah. and they're all sweating.
1: I was of, in that really weird game. Yeah,
0: it's boiling off, they're all sweating in the tunnel. <laughs> I always remember it was Glenn Oddle just in this like white, like flannel shirt. <laughs> <Just like, laughs>
1: Was he wearing um, red? No, he of? wasn't wearing them. No, no.
0: but um, just to just to say, he's apparently he's recovering well. The fan,
1: apparently, uh, in so eighty years of age. Yeah, great How, to see.
2: How old is eighty? Yeah. Funnily enough, I turned it on during that bit you were talking about. I hadn't been watching it. Looked on my phone, saw the score, turned it on, and just saw suspended in the corner. Yeah, and I thought it was a player again. So I thought, mm. oh Jesus, it, it's happened. Yeah. Um Not that it's any less serious. It, it's it's a non-player, but as you said it's in that period you're under so much scrutiny to say the right things because mm. you're talking about such a delicate subject it's so easy for you to perhaps say something really out of out, not out of order but you could say something that's
1: yeah you could say something and you think if you had time to think about it and you then say it you'd yeah. be like oh no that's not phrased right i didn't mean that yeah but and you come like under I'd so you, much
2: scrutiny wouldn't you yeah what was like the general thing's really mad because obviously he's been through that and yeah. he was he was just on the show by chance. He's not that often on Sky Sports, no, is he? He's very rarely, We're, rarely, on it. and for him. And I thought it was really good the way they said. will you just talk us through them. The yeah. well, he, he, they used it to just yeah. like a real awareness piece there and then. I thought, as you say, on the thinking on the feet, it was really good. Yeah. He basically said
0: he was dead for like twelve minutes, and Great. he said, he said the the people who saved him went basically the 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 paramedics or anything the people next to him doing CPR mm. who, who'd already started he said well when you do that it, it manages to push all the oxygen around and get the blood around your body and, mm. like, to, your, to your brain it's yeah it's yeah. to your brain do if
2: you know the, what the, as well he looks the picture of health Genoa. that's everything yeah. but you're I think, think that was the big uh, thing
1: about Ericsson in the summer wasn't it yeah. you think yeah. That is they are like the peak of physical mm-hmm. fitness and they yeah. can still happen someone i suppose with someone who's in their 80s even though it's still really mm-hmm. like shocking and sad to happen. It's the second
0: it, largest um mortality. Uh, oh, heart disease yeah, for yeah. men, yeah, yeah yeah. Heart, yeah.
1: yeah, it's 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 um yeah, it was uh, you know obviously at the time it feels very shocking but I think as you say given that he's now recovering, I think it's a you know it's certainly a a positive thing. One of the stories I wanted to talk to you both about was about Malcolm Jenkins yep. who I actually didn't even I didn't even know he was I've, I assume you two both know who he is Yeah. NFL player yeah. two time Super Bowl champion used his bye week mm-hmm. off to, to buy uh, to buy there you go some uh, some shares in Burnley so
0: it like is like 10% or something?
1: It's, it's a fair old whack. Is it, yeah? Like a decent... It is, so. I was reading about it. it actually, found, I found some interesting stuff out about this whole Burnley takeover thing. Because I don't feel like an enormous amount was made of it. Possibly just because Burnley and they're not very there sexy. Was a, there
2: was a lot... Just before you get that, there was a big worry about it at one stage. Within well, the first few weeks, that the, the money wasn't even there. Well, really. apparently
1: that is the case. So, they the, the article... This is from February of this year, but it was they called alk capital and they bought 84% of the shares um and then, so the headline is Burnley's us takeover has left the club 90 million pounds of, worse off and loaded with debt so apparently it's quite similar to what is going on at man united yeah yeah um but with uh, with malcolm jenkins so uh, he uh, he's um yes yeah, so he's been playing in the nfl 13 years he's apparently a social justice advocate uh, and he's a member of various executive boards, and he also leads up a ten million dollar investment vehicle, which is funded by solely by black investors. And apparently, a lot of what he does is for trying to put more black people in boardrooms. Essentially, a lot, you know, trying to trying to drive that kind of thing mm. forward. Um, but one of the it's it's interesting, isn't it, that we're now at a stage where that there are sports people who play in these sports who are rich enough that they can basically own the clubs. Yeah. Which is
0: LeBron James? Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Well.
1: So LeBron James at Liverpool, uh, Serena Williams with Angle FC. Uh, and What's her angle there, like? <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> Naomius didn't deserve a laugh. It <laughs> did? No, it, it didn't.
2: Come on.
0: It was
1: it lazy. That was lazy, Who's,
0: who's Naomi, bought?
1: Uh Naomi Osaka with North Carolina Courage. Is and she, and I like think she's seven years old. Yeah, but she showed a lot of courage to get involved in that deal. Um, yeah, but I you know, I think it's... Um... <laughs> yeah. Malcolm
0: Jenkins plays for the Saints, doesn't he? Saints, yeah. New Orleans yeah.
1: Saints. Well, I just enjoy the idea that like, when you play NFL fantasy, you're there and you go going, let's have a little look at what me projected points are for this week. Why have are they dead? Lo-? Oh, all me players are on a bye. Yeah. And you're going, wonder what Malcolm Jenkins is up to on the bye? What are you doing in Burnley?
2: Wait till he gets to Burnley. Wait till he speaks to Sean Dyche. Oh, <laughs> Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: Malcolm. He's going...
2: Is this some kind of wind up, guys?
0: <laughs> it's a bit odd because they basically give them a week off to, to, to do whatever they want. And I think I'm pretty sure there's a Dallas Cowboy player who got done recently for not driving under the influence, driving while something else. It By was big, ba- basically, basically. They called <laughs> it. Yeah, driving driving while, while investing in Northern <laughs> football. They basically called <laughs> it something else. He was there with the receipt for Ramsbottom United. <laughs> so, So the coaches had to basically go and have a big meeting with them and said, look, don't get up to anything stupid. We're five and one. Like, what are you doing? I've given you a week off and then you can come back.
1: I'm five and one.
0: Just stop. Just stop being silly. And it's so weird because you've got like 53 people to, to manage. And I, it, I just feel like it's Like Pep
1: Guardiola di- the older and his coaching stuff. Yeah, right? I just feel like it's a bit Entourage. different to, to soccer. I know. It's funny, isn't it? It's like... Because all- like
0: every year they, they put out this list of like the misdemeanour not even misdemeanors, some of them, some of the criminal... Um, Exploits yeah, exploits the the players have got up to and it used to be a list that used to used to fill the page and then sometimes go on to the second page, you'd be like, What what is that? Why is that? Is happening? buying
1: banley a crime? No, it, it, don't well
2: think so. I just think you went to Wembley, no Wembley, you went to Spare Stadium. Yeah, I can't wait to see the Saints rock up at Turf Moor. Yes. Popcorn and cheerleaders. I want to see more on a Turf moody Mall Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Imagine imagine they had to play like
1: Plymouth in the League Cup. So they just they just got the the Saints to play him instead, and like Plymouth Argyle are turning up in the cup and the Saints are there, and be, and like Sean Dice is trying to get him into like a compact four four two, and they've all got the helmets and the big shoulder pads and stuff on. But I, I mean,
0: what he's doing is really good. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, it's it is. Fantastic. It's cool.
1: Uh, you know, a lot. Of, you know, as I say, it's about kind of. I think a lot of it is is around kind of opportunities for minority athletes, entertainers, mm-hmm. and stuff, and and uh, and I suppose using his platform to kind of drive that forward, which is which is good. I just, I just found it interesting that it was Burnley. I presume he's the, the American
2: owner now. Yeah, listen, yeah, it yeah. must be. But I just find it... um, just, what, like Where's that conversation Do you know like, what, come though? from? It's, it's, it is a little bit worrying though, isn't it? When Burnley were apparently... They, they were obviously quite tight with the money, but they were so well run. Like they, apparently they had 30, 40 million just sitting in the bank yeah, for ring they money. They just, ban- just banked the yeah, Premier League money, didn't they? And they survived, and they should have backed Dice a bit more, but Dice kind of knew... The teams he was working under oh, yeah, going yeah. on. Oh, Sustainable managers. You, yeah, you, like it it. you just kind of, yeah, maybe, yeah. but you kind of worry about it now. And you you go, do. And I, I, like, you're just leveraging debt. Yeah, that's exactly it. For someone else to, and I wouldn't mind if they leverage debt to go, do you know what? Barely need a new stadium or barely need yeah. this. You kind like an go, investment. In you're the investing. Well, why do you invest? You invest to make money. Yeah. And that's my concern with them. Yeah. But especially if they ever, ever get relegated, they haven't started this season. Well, they, always, they haven't won a game yet, have they? Exactly. If they went down and now you've got these fellas who don't really know much about soccer running the club who are only in it to make money, you kind of go, fuck, now Burnley have become what Derby or what someone else are. Yeah, I mean,
1: look, if, if Burnley get relegated to divisions, you're not going to see Jenks down at Rotherham, are you, at the yeah. New York Stadium? Jenks ain't going to be there. <laughs> no. It reminds me a little bit that you two, neither of you have watched Succession, have you? I've, I've mentioned Succession a few times. So in, it's not really a spoiler, but in one of the most recent episodes of Succession, one of the characters buys Hearts FC. Oh,
0: the Jam tart.
1: The Jam tart. And it, he buys it for his dad, um, because he, he thinks his dad supports Hearts, mm. um, but turns out his dad actually supports Hibs. <laughs> um, and this this kind of reminded me of that because the guy who buys Hearts, he like, doesn't know anything about football, and he just he just doesn't he, like he's completely clueless about it all. And I'm just, I'm just imagining Jenks, and he doesn't know. He's but I, I've started nicknaming him Jenks. I just like <laughs> it. I've just gone with it. Big Malk. Big Malk.
0: I'm pretty sure he used, to die, he used to play for the Eagles. I think. And I'm pretty sure he used to dye his hair green because the Eagles playing green. Oh. So I, I quite like that.
2: What I would say is Malcolm Jenkins sounds like he would be Burnley's record goal scorer. Yeah, he does like 1920 like or, some, or something. Or Malcolm early, yeah. Jenkins here.
1: It's another girl for Jenkins. <laughs> you will never see a player strike a ball quite so well. <laughs> <laughs> that boy was down in a coal mine <laughs> 12 months ago but now look at him go in the Cup final <laughs> the fans cheer them on <laughs> maybe he'd be like on an episode of under flat caps and bowl hats wouldn't yeah, he yeah would be big mouth <laughs> um, someone who's also been in uh, involved in the, in the running of a club yeah. and the running of some devious activity is Ed Woodward and you, you wanted to talk to us about his role in yeah, the Super
2: League Ryan. Right? so I know we've talked quite a bit about the Super League and these type of topics but it Kind of came out this week, someone was exploring like what was his role, yeah. And essentially, what I've kind of extrapolated from it is that they've put far too much into how can we drive revenue, and they were looking at a Netflix model, so they essentially wanted to get rid of kind of the middle TV men and sell their own product themselves. So they thought one way they could do that was the Premier League. No, Manchester United is oh, a United. club. Um did I not did I mention Ed Woodward I haven't at this stage? Well, ever. I said Ed Woodward's name at the beginning. Okay, there we go. So they were they they've spent hundreds of thousands of pounds with a firm consulting on how they can essentially do these type of things and they worked out it'd be about a billion pounds to start it up. And from that with other clubs doing similar sorts of things, yeah. they decided the Super League could be a good idea and I think it was the Juventus owner in two thousand nineteen who actually drew up the plans. And Yeah, and my sort of taking from this is that, obviously, football has developed a lot in 30, 40, 50 years, and often those good ideas and that innovation has been born from the success of football and its popularity, but now it seems to be an angle of desperation, where finances are spiraling that much out of control that they need to come up with these models to sustain the revenue growth and the year-on-year targets and Mm. shareholders and even just being competitive as well, especially for someone like Man United who have gone from winning everything to to really struggling to put trophies in the cabinet. Mm. And as other clubs come along, there's only so long you can rely on your history. And I'm just wondering how long until it gets a little bit more regulated where somebody says, do you know what, the wage cap is X. I don't think it ever are, will. I
1: think the horse has bolted. I don't, because the thing if, is, in the Premier League, in order for in order for that to happen, the clubs would have to vote for it. And but they're but, not going to.
2: That's kind of why I wanted to bring this up. Because this is the first time I've ever seen a club kind of go, we'll go and play somewhere else. We'll go and stream our services directly to China. And we'll make more than we're getting from the Premier League or we're getting from BT. But, and then with the Super League on top of that, these clubs are doing it because they... That it's that competitive now that unless you are, as we've touched on, owned by a country or yeah. owned by somebody like Sheikh Mansour, you are left behind. And until someone goes, you if you are, if you're worth two billion or two hundred billion, there shouldn't be an advantage between that hundred ninety eight billion. There needs to be a cut off now, otherwise we're going to see more rogue people creeping into football and doing things that are just going to destroy the game. See, I think, unfortunately, it feels like 20
1: years too late for that conversation. I think, like, the Glazers (coughs) bought Man United in, what, like 2005 or something? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's far too late. The interesting thing about the Netflix thing, right, is that it does surprise me that the Premier League have never just done their own streaming service. Like, it always surprises me that they keep renewing the deal with Skyline. I know they get a shitload of money from it and stuff, but I always wonder, like surely the Premier League just go nah this is our product we're just going to do it ourselves and we'll make a lot more money from it because we can just set the and they could probably charge a lot less for for, for <laughs> well, didn't for he try
0: that last year didn't he try that last year and pissed everyone off
1: no that was Sky wasn't it charging for individual matches oh was it Sky yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it
0: was the Premier League who set that price
1: no well it was, it was between the two of them but what I mean is more that they would just rather than outsourcing the broadcasting yeah, no, they would they mean. would bring it in house. I've always just one thought it seems like do you know when I thought about it as well? Do you remember when they, they changed all the branding and they went from the Barclays Premier League to just the Premier League to strengthen the brand internationally? I wondered if that was I felt as though that was a movement towards that, that they were going, it was cleaner. You know, if you remove something, you know, remove an association with like a bank or something else, it just becomes a cleaner brand. That's what I thought they might be doing. But it does surprise me that they've never done it before. It just, subscription. It subscription,
2: just... but the thing is, with viewing rights, it's always been handled by a media company. Yeah, yeah, You're the product, they're the media company, and there's the platform. Now clubs are going, what can we do that we maximize the amount that Bitcoin, we get? Bitcoin, Bitcoin. We but well, that's another thing that's creeping in like a pump and dump and... That it's 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 starting to get to the point. I mean, Woodward stepped down, but the the fellas in charge of the Super League, the the Real Madrid, the Barca, and the the Juve bosses, they they're still adamant it will. Well, he happen. said Woodward; he had nothing to do with it. He said he was well, he was well against the Super League, and that's why he stepped
1: down because um, he couldn't back the apparently, owners.
2: Yeah, uh, Luke Shaw was one of the Man United. But they had a, a team meeting over. Um, Microsoft Teams or Zoom or another platform, and a house party who's on house party Luke Shaw was saying and raising <laughs> questions that you're treating us like assets and not human beings. Yeah, and that was one of the things that come out from this Woodward stuff. But
0: uh, Woodward to me seems like that guy trying to get a money in a whip round to be honest, and then going, Oh, sorry, didn't get it. Or oh, the yeah, guy got
1: like, you're on a night out and he's a guy collecting the kitty and it keeps yeah. running out quite quickly. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. you've been promised. Ten strawberry He's come back with like three bottles of Corona. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have any lads.
1: Where's the change? <laughs> yeah. Same price. Weird but I Like, he's one of those people. Though, I mean, the thing is, with you can criticize kind of United's performance on the pitch, but as a a money making machine, as as a as a as, a, as a, an organization of growing value, he's putting quite in
2: debt. Like, then no debt before the Glazers came in, and now no, it's but I, millions.
1: But yeah. I think part. But I think if you look at United, as a global brand. I think the work that he's done. Over the last however many years, despite the fact that he's clearly an unsavory character, I mean he met with Boris Johnson, didn't he, this week?
2: They're pals. He's a former banker, and he he's going. He, he is a massive banker. I agree. It, make money by any means, but yeah, but more more so than the Super League stuff, it was more that clubs are now going to be looking at these avenues to make money, and I think that's dangerous. And oh, I, I, think I, it'll I was going to say,
0: you know, with the with the TV deals and stuff, is it? Um, that, because the government wanted it, well, they were trying to feign, like they were going to step in about the Super League. They, they did
1: it after it had already been stopped. Well, obviously. <laughs> we're going to put an end to this. Ended like three days ago, you know.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not sure on this, but I, I feel like it might be, it, it does that kind of come under it? Like the the way they do those TV deals and stuff like that to keep, it's a, a you mean
1: because they i don't think i wouldn't have thought so no you mean because it's like um so you it's know, like protect it and stuff yes it's got to be competition yeah it's an open market i don't think so no um, it just it, it surprises me it just surprises me they've never taken it in-house i just feel as though they would surely have the infrastructure
0: because to as do soon it. as like sainsbury's and whoever else it was once in a match, it was like no competition well competition <laughs> well i just i just worry
1: about like it feels to me like like I know that like, we've spoken about the the TV deals and stuff before that they've kind of plateaued a little bit, but it feels like I don't know, I, I, like you say, right? I, I don't, I just don't know where it goes next. I don't know where, where it, what, what happens with it. Like I don't know how far you can push it because you know the sports washing stuff aside, you don't buy a football club to make money. You just don't. It's it's an absolute money pit at any level. So I think they're not buying it to make money.
2: Well, where they have any ears the Glazers do don't they? Well, that's because they 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 just they leverage the million and strip the 30 assets? million when you're a billionaire. I oh, know.
0: Is it? Well, it wouldn't be to fund Tampa, wouldn't it? But they, I mean, they they pretty much run two massive organisations.
2: Huge. Same with Liverpool Fanway Sports. They, yeah. they I mean they own two massive organisations, yeah. and that's obviously that. LeBron, it's quite impressive LeBronos, to be honest. LeBron owns Sati doing this? Percent, eh? I think. How li- sorry? I think, well, Bonhomme's over 2% now. I know he as, an, as an individual, that's quite substantial. He mm-hmm. wore a, no, a trackie the
0: other day, and everyone wild for it. Isn't he a basketball player? He's a sportsman. he wore a trackie the other day, Liverpool trackie. Uh, I know who he is, I Like a shell I was, suit. I, I like, know who he is. what's wrong with wearing a trackie? <laughs> hey, he was wearing a basketball top the other day. <gasps> I just thought you would have seen See the Moe picture. Mo Salah the other day. Yeah, he, he was, he was wearing
1: shorts and socks and a Liverpool top with his name on the back. Oh, <laughs> um Luke Shaw, you mentioned that he obviously scored in the Euro 2020 final for England some months ago. And since that time, there have been some rumblings about some of the fan behaviour at that game. It's now resulted in a uh, one-match ban for England and uh, I think it's an £84,000 fine. Uh, Too much man, sorry, and one's been suspended for. Can we send two that fine to
0: the police? Because I mean, they just didn't turn up. So,
1: well, no, but see, the thing is, I mean, to be honest with you, I think, I think, th- I, my personal opinion on it is that we have gotten It's been quite. It's quite a lenient uh, punishment that considering what how bad it could have been. And they said there was five thousand extra fans got it. Or ticketless fans got in. Really, that stadium was full, and it was only supposed to be sixty thousand fans in there there's well more than 5,000 gone in there. The
2: thing is, when you stand up at a game, it looks more fuller than it is, I think, and everyone was stood up. There, there were people in the gangways, there were people in the exits, <laughs> there, there was fellas on the edge of the box, like, there's no one else for
1: me to stand there, mate, i just have just stand there.
0: E- <laughs> even Ricardo Fuller was there. <laughs> <laughs> was he?
1: He's <laughs> getting
2: fuller and fuller.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, the, the 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 funny thing about it was, was that, um, the, the FA released a statement saying that they were disappointed in it, and you're like, "What is it you're disappointed about? You just, you just fucked up. You fucked up, and like the warning signs were there in the semi-final. There were well more people in the ground for the semi-final. It, it, it's jibbing. It's called, isn't it? I've never heard of this until yeah, now. I, I think jibbing, jib, jibbing. Yeah. That's what it's called. Uh-huh. When you, when you jibbing. I you're think jibbing. it's apparently with... Wembley is very
0: vulnerable to it. Oh yeah, because the, the doorways, are ma- the gates are massive. You can just push in. Um, I think it's something to do with United. Not that they did it. I think it comes from. I feel like it's the ticket office guy or something. Oh, it's like called that. something jib something or, some, jib or oh, something right. like that. I, I remember being told. I'm, I could be completely wrong.
1: And you thought uh, possibly. What are your thoughts on the old? Uh, I mean, I mean, we spoke about the England fans and stuff. I think it's kind of a separate issue, really. Um, I think it's interesting because it,
0: look, it, look, I, I think it's fine. Like, finals do that. Like, we will yeah, take it on yeah. board absolutely. Yeah, but we can't. Think, we can't be given
1: jib, no. jib. G- g- Jip. Awesome. Yeah. Jip. Yeah. To hungry and then not no, taking our own medicine somewhere.
0: And we should own up to it. So to come out and say, oh, it's disappointing. Yeah. All right. If you're saying it's disappointing that our fans are back to that way, then fair enough. They said
1: the punishment was disappointing. Well, well that's just ridiculous because yeah, it's not. I know.
0: So, but. I mean, there was massive failings throughout that, like, yeah, and, huge, and it, it huge. doesn't. It's not just the FA, and it's not just England. They were hosting a game. Go and support them with some police there. Well, it's it's the UEFA bigger... as well. UEFA.
1: Uh, yeah. So apparently, I didn't know that this makes sense, but I just didn't know this was a process. So the FA and the Met Police have to put for a big event like this. They have to put together and submit a plan to the organisation that's running the event, which is UEFA, and then UEFA have to sign off on it. So for every single game the police and the uh, football association for the country have to put together a report on how the game is going to be policed submit to UEFA UEFA sign it off and then that's the plan clearly they fucked the plan up because it didn't work it was an absolute fucking shit show it was the
0: biggest game it was, it was,
1: it was, in the country it was the biggest football match in this country for like 50 years exactly. and they were like just you reuse that plan from Barnet versus Yeovil the other week. Just copy and paste it over. It's fine. Oh, Mum, I haven't got time to do your reports. Just copy and paste the spreadsheet. Also, really also fine.
0: situationally, it was it's during a pandemic. No one's been out. You finally give them the chance. And I, I mean, it was the biggest game for a generation. And you're thinking, well. Yeah, people are going to get there early. All right, we'll do something, make them go somewhere, go, open, set something up, open for up them, open up a park or something. It wasn't like you did. not are the short, of,
1: short of Listen, park they, space in they London. Were, they've were always
0: they've always hosted. They were always knew they were going to host that final.
1: Oh, yeah, been like that for
0: years. So, yeah. what, you're not going to set anything up? No. I don't no, think And he just no, went... they'd be pure Spanish it, people eating yeah. tapas. <laughs>
1: Having a nice time. You're, wa- you're wandering around the little shopping bit, <laughs> buying stuff. <Yeah. laughs>
0: but then it just comes back on the fans, and yeah, the fans need to own up and go, look, we, we, you know, whatever, and there's some terrible people, but like... It, oh, it's done it's, now, innit? It's not... I flare up the, arse, up, yeah. flare up the arse. Flare up the arse, just
1: Flare up the arse. It's not
0: just England fans, is it? Like, So England fans bore the brunt of it, and you going, well... If you're just going nit, to like nitpick on everything, like it's well, not going to go I, anywhere.
1: I think I was listening to someone on the radio. I th- they were saying that I think the Met Police has demonstrated that they're out of touch. Oh, massively out of massively? touch. Not just on this issue. On, on, oh, what on was it was three weeks before. Multitude they arrested of loads of people
0: for protesting against one of their own doing whatever they did. Yeah. It's fucking disgrace. I think
1: you only have to look at the announcement this week around what to do if you get approached by a, a non-uniform police officer. So I, they're clearly there's clearly structural issues with the way that these things the are managed they need
2: Britain that's what they needed there. Just oh, a big God. barrier around Wembley. People would have been coming through at a snail's pace. <laughs> Imagine if they get
1: Extinction Rebellion into police That's these it, things. Exactly. Just all lying on on Wembley Way.
2: Exactly. Just arguing with a cucumber or something. And <laughs> People are like don't even fancy going the footy now. Do you want to just go grab a pint somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Where I think, like, I mean, there's talk, isn't it, it's going to damage the 20. No, no, 30. no. It won't.
0: Because we've got a lot that, of money. That was damaged years ago.
1: Yeah, we're not going to get it, are we've
0: got we? A, yeah, it's no. like
1: Eurovision for us. It's like it's <laughs> going to be Spain and Portugal. Which, no. to be fair, sounds much better than Do like. Do you want to know something about
0: Eurovision? Apparently, Dua Lipa's um, manager is uh, getting on board to try and help us win. Yeah, well, that's because we're Dua win. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come on
2: Leaper and Barnes if you're going to win that miss. <laughs> <laughs> <But it's, laughs> <isn't> it <laughs> it started badly in this podcast. It's only gone downhill from there. Last, last time we rolled everyone out the Queen, Beckham. Beckham everyone. was on a bus kicking a football. Yeah. Exactly. And we thought, oh, it's between us and France or us and Italy. And the winner is Guitar. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, Yeah, they've won. Who? The, the country with no stadiums We're gonna no, it build it. It
0: was Russia, wasn't it? That's what Twenty that, that years. Yeah, yeah. It was the Russia um, one. Yeah. West they West. did the same. they did two in, in one, but it was it was Russia. And look, we tried to play the game, we tried to go to Trinidad and Tobago. We and were Jack, not good. At Jack it. Warner absolutely yeah, mugged us off. Team. So
1: we were buying people watches and all that. Yeah, handbags
0: and all that. Or maybe
1: it's time to give us a World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yeah, it was What's just that? It's time, you know. Just I'm, I'm going to give you a
2: hand yeah the Russians have brought me a helicopter mate so you know, ah, yeah, it, I'll probably it, go with it it them. it's just awful <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'll damage anything
0: to be honest I mean you'll still have the same amount of chance if you have enough money and go here you go do you want to do you want to come to us like mm. that's that's fine I just don't See feel this, like people at hand, like saying us there's corruption, there's corruption oh, no, no in one the likes global us. game yeah. but if we've got enough money then we can host it
1: you sound like a Millwall fan no i no, would no, not but if we've got enough
0: money we like can host it
1: final story then Final no, no, story. we got,
0: haven't we got two more.
1: No, we got one more. Oh, we got one more. Ryan, oh. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know about this. Kadim Harris, he's in Ukraine. Yeah, I was wondering where he was. And Kadim in, in ages. Oh, I'm very confident. <laughs> same joke
2: there. Um, yeah, so he's he signed for Metalist Kharkiv. Everton oh. fans may remember yeah. playing them many years ago. That was a great game, though. And he said it kind of came isn't out isn't that a of the knee blood. injury.
0: That's
1: uh, oh no, that's not. Nah. No.
2: Didn't David Beckham break his Yeah, metalist? didn't he have made breakfast that's in his
1: foot? I his foot, though, in his foot he? Yeah. Come John, on. Do you remember that when his foot was on the front of the newspaper and we all had to rub it to get him better? Do you remember? I think that, that might have happened in your house. No,
0: no, no. no. It, no it was a thing. It was
1: a thing. It was on the newspaper. It said everyone rub his foot for good luck. Wasn't uh, Yuri Geller involved in that?
2: Oh, he always gets
1: involved somehow. Rubbing, rubbing spoons. Yeah. Bending yeah. spoons. Sorry, go on, right. Kadim Harris, what's he up to? Um,
2: he's playing for Metalist Carcliffe in the Ukraine. Uh the story is quite interesting because he was obviously had some fears about being a black man moving to eastern europe mm. and how he'd be perceived. Where well, where did he move from? Um he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, he okay. had a deal. Was he at
0: Cardiff for a bit?
2: He was at Cardiff yeah. He played in the Premier League I think for you Cardiff. He did yeah. He was at um, Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know I'm sunk into my seat so much here. Just relaxed, aren't you? And they agreed Just a, a relaxed, deal at Christmas, but he said it became apparent when they were in financial difficulties that that wasn't going to happen. And he came close to signing for Reading in the summer, but they were in the transfer embargo. Uh, so he right. couldn't sign for them. He said one day I got a call. <laughs> next a option, freight. Ukraine. <laughs> so Imagine that. He, w- he went out there to...
0: Next option, a war zone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the next flight is... Um, he went out there... And they've got like a brand new 40,000 seater off the back of the euro oh, when yeah, they hosted. Yeah. Um, oh, they got to host it, mm. <laughs> And he said, obviously, his dad had a few concerns. He always consulted with his dad and he made the decision to move there. He signed on day X. I don't know what day it was on. Played, made his debut the next day and scored um, in, within 13 minutes of his debut, I think. Always What's in, quite good about Asia it, as it, as it is, it's actually, surprisingly, considering the Ukraine, well, decent football and nation... Of first Englishman to ever play in Ukraine. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because not many classically English players don't really
0: go abroad. Like, it, yeah, it's, and they're definitely not going to go to the Ukraine.
1: Well, that's what I mean. It's, but it's but you just like strange... someone
2: hasn't found the way there.
0: Like, but it's not
1: really like it's not. I mean, they've got some sort of semi-big clubs in world football, but they, but they, have not been
2: like they never know, been a real footballing powerhouse. You get they? you get players like Kyle Lafferty going to. Bulgaria, and you're like, sure, mm. you'd think in the history of football... Yeah, but he was English only going meant,
0: there for a laugh at Lafferty, wasn't he? Rowan Ricketts went there as well, I think, to Bulgaria. There you go,
2: Rowan Ricketts. And
0: um, he basically said it was all corrupt, and it was like, pure match-fixing yeah. going no. <laughs> on. Doesn't happen anywhere. Uh, yeah, that was bad. So, so, yeah,
2: I thought that was a nice story.
0: Um you, I so, think it
2: was ran a part of Black History Month this so, month. I think so, that was one of the reasons the story was... Was kind of in the papers, so.
0: So you know, with the, with the, you, you know, you're saying like, oh, a lot of English players, you don't really see them going abroad. Should we be more like the Brazilians and just be in every European conference? team? Well, league? they look
2: in Ukraine. They love a Brazilian. I
0: know. Yeah. There's always Brazilian over there. And There's
1: always them playing for Shakhtar. Yeah,
2: and then they stay there long enough to play for Ukraine. Yes. Like, yes. Nationalize them. Is yeah, Marlos on the wing? Yeah. <laughs> but, Andre Marlos. they'll never know. You are starting to see, obviously. Germany, German clubs are signing a lot of young English lads yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. at a quite a rate, and there's a few now in the French league. I, just, I think it's starting to become a bit more of a thing, and I think mm-hmm. people are more open to going for opportunities elsewhere now and getting the chance. And I don't know, maybe well, well, we'll, maybe well, we'll see more in Ukraine.
1: Hopefully, I mean, I think it does help as well the the standard of player. I mean, like like Reece Nelson's over in the in the Bundesliga, isn't he?
0: Tommy Doyle. As well. Is he, he
1: over there? He? Do you know
2: who's still there? Scored the other day. Remember when he burst onto the scene? Reese Oxford. I was going to say Reese Oxford. He's been there for a, a while yeah. as well. There's yeah. a keeper who's in the England Under 21s. I think his name's Travis. Not Travis. I was about to say an NFL player then. Something Etienne. He plays for England oh. Under 21s and he's a goalkeeper. Travis Etienne? No, no, he's a, he's, a, he's an NFL player. But his name <laughs> is Etienne. Um, Travis Etienne's a superb name. It's a good name, isn't and it? And um, he plays. I don't think he plays for St Etienne, but he plays for someone like St Etienne.
1: Um, Fingio, Jude Bellingham. He's over wow, in. Yeah. There's, tons.
2: Yeah. there's tons.
1: Tell us some more then.
2: <laughs> Etienne Green. He actually plays for St Etienne as well. Nominative determinism. Nominative determinism. He was born in Colchester. Reason. I don't know how he ended up. If you manifest it, oh, it his mum's yeah. French. Oh, there fantastic. you go. But that no, there's, there's, a, there's a few more in Germany but I'm not going to name well, him. We're, what? Just, we're, we're, we're like an hour and 20 minutes in this. So. We're not, we're just under <laughs> no, an hour. No, no, Dan, gonna... we've got to wrap up.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's, there's, there's your man who, who um,
1: plays for Bayern, isn't it? Oh, Busala. Yeah, but and he's they, now... they, they nicked him from yeah. us. Bloody... Ugh. And he said in an interview, he was like, oh, you know, I've still got, I've still got fond memories of the UK.
2: Fuck off.
1: going to suck up to us. You got
2: Rabi Matondo, Welsh.
1: Rabo Matondo. Was yeah. he
2: at Stoke now? I don't know. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, that's often thought of you as a foreign. Last year you had Luckman and Kenny. You did.
0: Oh, good yeah. old John Joe.
2: Yeah. Well, Luckman
1: was at Fulham, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, what yeah. Ethan Ampadu went out there. He did. Uh, Anthony Evans was there, Paderborn.
0: Ethan Ampadu, dangerous player.
2: Keenan Bennett <laughs> went from Spurs to Munchen, Glad back.
1: We're just saying footballers' names now. Yeah. It's good. Um, I think it's probably time for us to wrap up
2: yeah there's, there's, there's quite a considerable few more
1: uh, listeners if you want to uh, find any more footballers that are abroad uh, consult the internet <laughs> consult the internet that's, that's what, what Ryan's doing, doing now. right now he's got his big but laptop I was, out I knew there was more I just he's got his think pad out he has couldn't think of them couldn't yeah he's got his think pad out <laughs> that's what it says it's a big fucking think pad there <laughs> um, we'll wrap up there chaps thanks very much for, for your thoughts Ryan thanks for your list of English footballers playing abroad. It was, British um, footballers. British footballers. British oh, I do yeah. apologize. Um <laughs> we're back on on Monday with a an interview with Phil Haywood.
2: Phil very recently ran 10k a day for a whole year which Are you even one day in the end I think it was, wasn't it? Did he add a little day at the end? Just for laughing yeah. it. Yeah. Just, just in case just in case theory. you missed one. Just in case just in case. <laughs> um Yeah, he ran a a
1: 10k a day for a whole year to raise money for Wirral Mind, which is, uh, if you don't know, a mental health charity. And one of the things Phil actually mentions, which I was thinking about the other day, that the the Wirral Mind, whilst it's associated with the charity Mind, has to do its own fundraising. They're not funded by the central charity. So I think that's great that he, he raised a shitload of money. Oh mate. Like thousands of pounds. Dickiness,
0: he got a massive check.
1: Then He got a huge check. Fantastic. He got loads. He got a he got a video from from Rapper Benitez. Oh, I got
0: all sorts. He
2: got he got one of Kevin Campbell.
0: Oh, I'm rightfully so. Ten k a day. Ten
2: k a day. Some we of them were like backwards in high heels on yeah. on what are they called?
1: Treadmills. Yeah. So. I did three k last night in the gym. Yeah, so did I. I was absolutely fucking knackered. How much money did you raise? Uh, well, it cost me forty-eight <laughs> pounds to use the gym, so I'm technically forty-eight pound down at the moment. Yeah. But I would probably suggest that anyone who saw me in the gym will have been inspired to go and do good, sort of philanthropic acts.
0: I mean, just just on this, Phil Haywood is um, is, I mean, just to show how fit and 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 amazing he is at running. I was following his Twitter the other day. He ran a ten k in the morning, and then went and played Saturday league and Sunday league in the afternoon. How would you play Saturday and Sunday league? No, sorry, I think it was Sunday league, not not Saturday. (laughs) That's (laughs) how fit he is.
2: (laughs) Plays two in
0: one game.
1: (laughs) It's like when you (laughs) conception. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like in Golo Cante. He just runs between the two pitches. What did
0: you do before you used to play football?
1: Uh, throw up I was normally <laughs> hungover.
0: exactly I mean. yeah but
1: I was really good at footy so I didn't need to be fit I
0: think Phil's alright <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was good wasn't it <laughs> um, right I'm going to finish anyway there because we are now you know leading the listeners down a merry dance oh, of listening loads
2: of players who play abroad as well it's so we'll alright we'll you it can tweet them we'll put them on Twitter
0: Damn. if you want to
1: see Ryan's list of players that are playing abroad you can probably find them on our Twitter accounts Ryan you can tweet them out people will enjoy them uh, that Twitter account is at Marken underscore man. Hashtag is Where's the Talking Lads. We'll be back with our interview with uh, with Phil, Phil Haywood. And then we'll be back again next Friday with another edition of the Friday Football Show. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. You can hide, you can run. You can hide, you can run. You can hide, you can run.